Welcome everybody to the 24th episode of CG Cast. Today I have Omar with me, Omar Nielsen, and today I'm going to interview him and find out about his short. So Omar, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, as you mentioned, I'm Omar Nelson, and um, I was born in Jamaica, and I moved to Toronto, Canada when I was about three, and that's where I am now. And I used to work for a video game publishing can uh, company in um, Toronto here. And I used to do graphics for the uh, box covers. So they didn't develop the games there, but, you know, they the the 3D modeling, not necessarily the layouts of the box covers, but any if they needed any 3D illustrations or 3D graphics, basically that would be my department. And I was the only 3D person in-house there, so if they needed any multimedia presentations as well as 3D. I do, I do a little bit of cinematics, mm -hmm. but not much, no, nothing really major. They're like low-budget games, oh. so I do things like you know, maybe logos, find logos for the publishers or the developers and things like that. Anything in general dealing with 3D. So how did you get yourself get into 3D? Um, initially, I was into um, music, and that was music was my first introduction to computers in general. And um, I started out doing music using like a four a four track tape recorder, and as I was basically very limited using that. So a friend of mine said, you know, I should try getting to computers. And that would be much better. So I bought an Atari, an old Atari, you know, VSD computer with Cubase on it. And I started doing sequencing and stuff like that. And from that, I basically, that was my main introduction to using computers. And obviously, that, was, that wasn't anything like audio recording or anything like that. I got a job in the, that summer working for a, it was a small video editing company. And they basically had, um, uh, a little suite using a Mac and the, the summer program I was doing was just for a few months and we weren't directly related to the video editing company that's that video editing company was just um, they were subleasing a space in there our responsibilities were to do like um, PSAs public service announcements on video and videotape them and put them together like small documentaries mm -hmm. and I guess they seen that I had some experience with computers, so they, they gave me permission to, on, on the off hours of the video editing company, to go in there and edit our PSAs. And that also gave me an introduction to like nonlinear video editing. And that really kind of opened my eyes to seeing that much more can be done than just sequencing music. It kind of showed me that you actually record, you know, not only audio, but you could also record video. And from that program, I also met a friend, right? who seen that I was very talented with the computer and introduced me to another friend who, who they had known and who also had a lot, much more experience with computers than I had. And meeting this, this person, he, um, he told me, he kind of told me like what, what I would need to start up a recording studio. And that was my main interest. So him and I got together and we started a small recording studio using um, hard drive recording. And at that time, CD burners just came out. They weren't even, there was not much of them on the market. So our gimmick was to have, uh, you know, you could record your music demo. And then, you know, like a big deal back then. I was like, wow, that was our, our selling point. And that was my introduction to actually using hard drive recording and stuff. But in that space, we had uh, a person who was subleasing. And he was an aeronautics engineer. 
And basically, he was using a program called TrueSpace. And TrueSpace is a, is a 3D program, a, a low-end 3D program. And he was using that to um, design, um, like, blimps and airplanes and things like that. Of a 3D program, and he kind of said, "Hey, whenever I want to use it, jump on the computer." When he's not using it, and I could basically mess around with it. So I started messing around with True Space, and at first I was like, I didn't even really understand anything of what I was doing, but I knew I seen 3D graphics like in music videos and things like that. So from that point, I kept on playing around with it. Didn't didn't do anything great or anything like that, and then uh, we started doing on this side that but that kind of got me more into multimedia stuff like again expanding my horizons more than just music and seeing that um seeing what the computer could do with gra graphic wise because i remember when i was younger i really wanted to get into just traditional animation uh, my friend the, the, my partner at the studio at the time seeing that i was really interested in the 3d and one of our clients we, we started doing a little bit of multimedia contracts so one of our clients was a site that that um what do you call reviews on products mm -hmm. and they were doing a review on on uh i think 3d studio max and they after they did the review they basically had no use for the, the the software they had so they gave us gave me the full version of the software with the book and all that stuff that's cool and that was kind of um my introduction to like a higher version or higher level of 3D Studio, and that's when I started to really learn and get better with 3D Studio, and I decided to take a course, a uh, short, you know, summer course, I think it was, um, I think it was about six months, but at the time it was Maya, and it was on the SGI systems, and um, I just wanted to see what I was learning, if I was heading in the right direction, and stuff like that, and the course was okay, I learned a few things here and there, but nothing nothing much more than I already had had learned on my own but at the time they didn't have Maya for PC so I when the course was done I followed up by using 3D Studio Max and figured out most of the stuff that I learned in Maya could be done in 3D Studio Max so I kept on using 3D Studio Max because that was pretty much the, the highest or the best um, 3D program for the PC platform at the time and stuck with it ever since then. Yeah, that's pretty that's a pretty cool story actually. Yeah. <laughs> so right now what are you doing? I, I noticed that you're making a big collaborative short on CG Talk Forms. That's how I found out about you. I've been following this for a while and it looks pretty cool. Can you tell us a bit about tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um the short is called Hardwired and it's um the idea from it came again back when I was at the recording studio days. And it was about in 90, I think it was around 97, 98, I kind of wanted to, I was working on a song actually, that's what inspired the whole movie project. I was working on a song and this, another from a play, and it's, it was a hip hop song and it was a metaphor, I was trying to put my life in a metaphor and instead of, you know, I'm, I'm a type of guy who's very observant, I like to watch things that are going on in the world and observe things that are going on in the world. So the song was basically about somebody coming from another planet, not really being from Earth, and just trying to watch humans and watch Earth and things that are going on on Earth um, objectively or, you know. Mm -hmm. So the song, I wanted to do a video, a music video for it. So. I figured the best way I couldn't really afford a film crew or anything like that, so I figured the best way maybe I could use 
3D and do, you know, uh, a 3D animated version since the song was kind of based in a sci-fi, science fiction type um, metaphor. So I figured, you know, 3D would lend itself good to science fiction. So the initial idea was to do like a, you know, one or two minute video. And it would also be a good way for me to test my skills. So I started out by trying to make this this music video and, you know, at the time, my skills were I didn't even know how to rig a character or anything like that. I just figured, you know, I would do some fancy, and and the mentality is pretty much the same. Like I just I figured I would just do some good-looking images and maybe do some simple animation moves, you know, like A to B moves, and just comp compose real nice-looking shots to music. And that was my initial idea. And, uh, after I started working at the studio and. Um, I started moving away from music and moving more towards, um, you know, multimedia and, and 3D animation. I really wanted to explore this this idea of the song, and the more time, because 3D is such a slow process, it gives me so much time to think about the story and think about what the possibilities are. So, the more I thought about it, I got so much ideas, new ideas about where I could take this story, and I no longer because I my interest in music was you know, decreasing. I no longer wanted to make it into a music video. I wanted to then make it into uh, um, a short film and see where the short film would go. So, obviously with things like, you know, getting, you know, getting jobs and stuff like that, I wasn't able to produce, you know, my, my 3D skills. The major problem I have is that my 3D skills, as they get better, you know, the production gets better, but because of things like, as I was mentioning earlier, because of things like life and you have to go and, you know, make money. So getting jobs, anytime I got a job, the job would take away time from working on the project. So time would pass where I wouldn't work on the project. But because most of my jobs were within the 3D field, my skills would get better. But the project wouldn't get progress, progress any more than the last time I worked on it. So by the time a year or two would go by, I'd go back to work on the project. My skills has far improved from what I've started. So majority of the times I'd go back and start all over from scratch again with the new concept, new designs. Basically the, the idea stays the same but the technologies get faster and my skills improve so I keep on restarting the project. But most recently the, the project that you're talking about that you discovered at CG Talk, that project is um, there's the latest incarnation of it and I started that about I think I started it in March 2004 so you know two, a little bit more two years duration I ever stuck with it and um, you know I figured doing it by myself was was not moving fast enough and see if I could collaborate with other artists maybe with similar interest to see if it um, speed up the, the, the production but um, in starting the thread I realized that um, it's, it's not exactly how you think it would, it would be which life is majority of the times never like that I know um, starting and I found it working on the collab is actually a lot more work than probably if I was working on it um, solo because you have to do a lot of managing and you have to the the consistency of, of people joining and stuff is not is not something that you can really rely on so majority of times it's still pretty much a, uh, it has the same feeling as if it was a solo project but the reason why I stick with the collaboration project is because um, it's really cool to meet, you know, 
it meet new people who have the common interest in you know mm-hmm. um the, the same interest in the same ideas yeah can you tell us like a little bit of the issues you've had so far like the negative side so far of like any drama or anything happened because of that project um no drama really i mean the biggest the biggest thing is uh kind of is just having people basically join and say they're going to do this or do that and they don't deliver basically what they say and that's that's become just a part of it now you kind of expect that because obviously it's a collaboration project and nobody is getting paid for what they do so they take it a little i think they're very lighthearted about it and they don't really and i don't really expect anybody to you know yeah. it, consider for myself i consider if i'm going to collab i do the best work i can because i'm representing myself whether i'm getting paid for it or not and stuff and you want to put your best foot forward at all times so you kind of want to make a good reputation for yourself and i don't think people i think because i don't know if because it's not in person i'm not seeing people in person or it's you know people don't don't feel that they have to you know protect their reputation by doing a good job or whatever or I, i'm not sure i can't really say what why the reason is but the only real situation i find is is people just not really delivering what they say they'll deliver and again something i've grown to get used to and expect have you had like issues with people that want to join but their skill level is not high enough what do you say to them oh i have i have that quite often and again something that that is expected um i really don't mind people joining who don't have the the skills and want to learn but it has to be just that you you really want to have to be passionate about it and want to learn and um i'll always give anybody the the benefit of the doubt like whether you're you're skilled enough or not i'll give you something there has to be something that you can do where you know you could use it to improve your skills or you know if it's just a matter of just you want to work with somebody to 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 get a idea of what it's like to work on a production but i always there's always something and the problem is with that is a lot of times and this happens whether you're skilled or not is as again going back to people starting it and getting overwhelmed again personally with my experience it's it's a mountain yes i'm not saying it's it's a easy it's a easy road and but i feel that you should at least take the step the first step and deal with that take the second step and deal with that i usually tell people when they join that um i'm not so much concerned about speed how fast they work and stuff um i am somewhat concerned about quality but i'm willing to give a person the time to develop to that quality stage like you know take something simple take on something small which is the first step a small project like the the funny thing that is everybody when they jump on whether they're skilled or not they want to do the hero they want to do the hero model you know nobody wants to start at the bottom they want to kind of say oh i want to do this i want to do the biggest spaceship or i want to do the biggest character model and the hardest thing is character you know character modeling or character just creating a character my my project is pretty much character based it's not really an epic based on big spaceships and stuff it's more character driven and that's what i'm focusing on and my first character which is the lead character 
I think that took me about a year just to set that character up, and it's still in, it's still pretty, you know, it's not the best rig, it's not the best setup, but that's the steps I had to take. I had to first create a character that I liked, and then after modeling the character, modeling and texturing is usually the easiest stage, and then I had to learn a lot about rigging and how to set up the character, like doing facial morphs and hair. How do how do I, how do I set up hair? How do I render hair? All that stuff is like uh, you know, it's like a research and development. Most of the things that go on with the project is research and development. That's why it's, when you look at most collaborations, there's very little footage and a lot of um, whip stages and stuff like that. And you come to discover a lot of it is spent in research and de developing you know, your pipeline and things like that. But hopefully as time goes on, that will, um, that will, you know, you, you get a little accustomed to, you know, creating characters or creating sets and things like that and speed up the process. Yeah, it must be a great learning experience. <clears throat> How far along are you though right now on the project? Um, well, I'm shooting for um, 15, 15 minutes. I'm not specific on how, how how long I want it to be. I just want to get enough footage that somebody could watch it and understand what is going on. But so far, in the two years' time, I've only created about a, a one minute of, of completed, fully rendered, completed, with sound and everything footage. Oh. And like I said, the first year, again, was just me developing the first character. I did other stuff, obviously. I modeled sets and things like that, but I can't render the final footage until the character, which is, like I said, it's it's focused around is up to par. Mm -hmm. So the first year was pretty much developing the first character. And then after the first character was developed, I started rendering the first um, animating, of course. And animation is my, I'm worse, <laughs> that's my um, weakest talent right there. And I really have a lot of trouble with animating, but I still have to do it. So animating, I, I animate the first shots and render the first shots. So the second year was pretty much completing, you know, the, the first minute. And that was pretty successful. I, I'm pretty happy with the results. I've, I was able to do every aspect of production with that first minute. I was able to, like I said, do modeling, rigging, animation, do lighting, do rendering. I was able to, you know, experiment and learn about all aspects and kind of, you know, um, develop my pipeline. So That sounds pretty cool, but... Um... Did you like uh, make storyboards and make animatics or anything f towards the project to, for like pre-planning? Yeah, I did. And the thing with my project is I'm doing it chronologically. Okay. So um, as the shots appear, as, as I work on it shot by shot. So I try to teach, treat each shot as a project in itself. Like if the project dies and I quit tomorrow, I would at least want to complete the, the shot I'm working on. Okay. fully you know so um, I've done up to I think three shots fully completed and there's a six I'm working on I have six shots now but three of them are fully rendered and fully completed mm -hmm. um, I do do animatics as back to the original question I do do animatics based on if the shot needs it I do same thing goes for scripts I write the scripts if I if for instance the voice actor will be doing you know has a lot of lines then I'll write the script but I only do pre-production based on the shot-to-shot -shot basis, so I won't go and spend like a whole month or two working on doing concepts and pre-production for the entire movie. I would just do it for the next shot. 
basically if the shot requires it because some shots are really simple you don't need you know a storyboard like if it's just a picture of a computer monitor with some graphics on it maybe if I need to storyboard the graphics I will also most of the times I'm working by myself so a lot of times the most I would do is like a doodle on a, on a piece of paper sketch and some most of the times if I am doing it by myself it's it's in my head so I really don't need to do that but it does help to have pre-production in more complex shots um, the opening sequence I did do a, a animatic and I find animatics are good because you could take that animatic file and then use that to actually update the models and update the scene elements to complete the final shot if your animatic is really put together really nicely and really tight so the better your animatic is you know the closer it is to, to the final shot the you know it's a easier transition to go from animatic to your your final shot that's that's a, that's a good point i never thought of that way yeah. <clears throat> have there any have there been any like pleasant surprises along your little two-year adventure Mm. <laughs> oh well mm, not much but um you know talking with you right now is uh was a pleasant surprise for me i didn't really think much people check out the collaboration section or i know there might be a lot of lurkers checking it out and stuff like that but i, I always enjoy um you know one of the main things for me is just when people drop in that i unexpectedly that i wouldn't expect to even notice my project drop in and say hello or you know say that you know it's coming along great um like i said you know the main thing is just meeting people right now um doing this um doing this interview was a pleasant surprise um i um one of my the person the, one of the people i met on the projects he does um jonathan rez he does he's one of the newer members and he does some um, some of the he helps me out with the TD, like um, the rigging and stuff like that. And he made a mention to, um, he learned his stuff from, what's his name? I'm trying to remember the guy's name. I um, uh, can't remember his name. But he dropped by, uh, one, of the, one of the TDs in my local area, who was a teacher at one of the colleges, dropped by the thread. And, and that's one of the main things I really like, is just people dropping in who are unexpectedly. But other than that, you know, nothing major. Cool. Um, about the community, how helpful has the community been? Because you said sometimes it feels like it's just more work, but like, have you gotten in a lot of models or anything? Um, not much. Um, I most of the times, like I said before, it it feels you know like a a solo project at sometimes, and the most as far as models and things and things go i'm really i'm really it's really important for me that if somebody takes a project i, I really want them to take ownership of that project and see it through mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't see it through so i feel if if it's not complete i can't really use it so if somebody comes in and say they're going to model uh, a head of a character and they they don't complete it i don't feel like i could i could go ahead and use it if they complete it then and in most cases I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen anybody fully complete something in that sense in concept art on the other hand I have a little bit more luck 
in in that sense, I would still like to work with a lot more concept artists and do a lot more pre-production work. And with concept art, it's just, I've been getting better luck because concept is much quicker turnaround, so I get more work done as far as concept art goes. The only problem with concept art is because I don't have a lot of uh, modeling or modelers, and modeling is such a slow turnaround, most times the concept art doesn't get to be um, realized unless I, I do it myself. And again, because I'm going chronologically, sometimes the concept art is on hold until I get to that stage. Fair enough. Um, would you like to give any tips for anybody who wants to make like a short movie on their own? Because it happens to be a popular subject right now on the forums. Um, the only tips I really would say is try not to spread yourself too. I see a lot of these. There's a project start, and they. You have to keep in mind that. You know, in most cases, you're not a big major studio. You can't treat it like a, a major studio would treat it. You can't, I, like I say, spend, you know, a whole bunch of time developing these giant universes and these, um, you know, you, you can have a grand scheme of things, but you can't, let me try to sum it up simply. Um, what I'm saying is, again, let me recap. By spreading yourself too thin, what I mean is, some people have a project, they have a big universe, they, they will do a model, they'll do like a, a model of a character here, they'll do like a hand of a, another character here, they'll do like a wheel of a vehicle here, they'll do like a vehicle here, so they're all over the place when they should kind of concentrate their energy on like I say, in a sense what I'm going to do, concentrate it on a specific shot, try to complete, bring something to completion. Because a lot of times things don't get completed because they, they spread themselves too thin. Whether it's a team, they have team members doing projects here to the left, to the right, all over the place, and those ends are not meeting. Those ends are not coming together. So if you have a team, try to focus all that energy and try to focus it to a point where maybe it's a big project, but if you focus, maybe there's a main character, and that's the most important piece. Maybe you could get the whole team to focus on getting the shot with that character completed and then moving on to the next stage. Usually the team, the, the projects, they spread themselves so far all over the place that it's like an, an example would be like if George Lucas um, was creating Star Wars and instead of him doing Star Wars first and then moving on to you know, Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi, he's basically trying to do all six of the movies like doing, you know, working on the story with Luke here, then working on the story with Darth Vader there, and trying to film all six projects. A lot of people take it on in that sense. They they spread themselves all over the place. So I think they should just really try to focus on getting, you know, completed things, um, footage done or models done and things like that. Hmm, it sounds good. Ah, that's true enough. You need to focus on one thing at a time. Baby steps. Exactly. So what's the future for Omar? Uh, the future. The future is never what you expect it to be, so I really have no idea, but I would like to at least, you know, if not complete the full short that I'm working on, at least move it towards, you know, uh, like I said earlier, a stage where at least people could understand where I'm heading with it. Okay. Um, other than that, um, 
that's my main focus right now. If the project doesn't doesn't go as I expect, and I guess I'll probably end up, you know, doing some doing something within the industry, you know, uh, maybe a three D generalist working for a company somewhere, modeling or something like that. But if all goes well, the the ideal situation will be that hardwired could eventually grow into something larger than just a short film, you know, maybe, um, you know, into like, you know, merchandising type stuff and, you know, the typical, the typical dream of anybody who creates, you know, tries to create a universe. <laughs> well, if you want, you could try and get a, a venture capital and then maybe build up a little team and then maybe you can go places with that. Definitely. That's, you know, I'm open, the original, I'm open for anything really as far as the project goes. I mean, I'm just a person who likes to dive in and do things. So, you know, whichever, which, whichever way it takes me, I'm basically on it for the journey. I'm basically on it for the ride. Um, it's like an analogy would be, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Star Trek Voyager, but it's somewhat, I see it somewhat like that where they're millions of miles away from home or millions of light years, I should say, away from home. And it's in the, in the TV series, it's going to take them something like 70 years to get home. And, you know, on the journey home, basically their, their motto or their creed is that whatever technologies they find, whatever races, whatever, you know, civilizations they find on the way there, you know, they'll, they'll do whatever means it takes to get them home, you know. Mm -hmm. And to me, whether whether I make it to the end of the journey or not, it's pretty much I'm trying to make the journey itself an experience for myself, you know. That's fair enough. Um, I want to. I'm trying to make a, a a short also, but I want to organize like a little team so that it doesn't take as long. Make it like a right. But right now I'm still in the pre-production. I'm still trying to plan things out. Um, I'm trying to rewrite the story and do the storyboard. So hopefully I can have some luck like you and have some people participate. Yeah. Maybe you could participate if you have some free time. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I'm I would like to do something as far as my project, sometimes I do need a break from it. Yeah, and sure. I'm always trying to think of ideas to like I would like to do something cartoony, something that's just not so serious as you know science fiction and mm -hmm. where people you know something that where I could just you know use really you know funny looking characters, something just where I could just have fun, you know yeah so I'm always have an eye out for projects like that. I did join up for another collaboration, which was in the collaboration mm -hmm. section it was a it was just a free for all basically kind of concept where everybody would come in and throw in their ideas, what kind of story we'd like to do, and so and so. But that that project, apparently, I don't know if it's dead, but um, the the director, I guess all of these projects need a, a director to kind of keep everything together. The director disappeared. Yeah. So I don't know if the project is still alive or not, or if the director will return. So right now it's on hold, but, you know, yeah, I if, you're, if your project... Yeah, they do. You know, they need some kind of, they need some, some funnel or some filter to bring all the, uh, the raw ideas together. But if, you know, if your project is uh, something cool and fun, hey, you never know. Yeah. You know? And you stick with it, like, I noticed that just by sticking with my project, whether the progress is good or bad, a lot of people 
it gives us some credibility and a lot of people tend to follow it just it seems like just for that reason the fact that i'm still doing it you know yeah i guess it becomes somewhat of like a reality tv show to see if i'll survive or not <laughs> yeah, because I saw it like last year when I was working on short and I was like, when I get bored during the renders, I would just talk. You're right. And then, like, time not too long ago, and I noticed that you were still working on it, and I was like very impressed because yeah. the characters look good, and what you have so far looks really good, and I'm impressed that you're still going at it. That's really, that's real dedication. Yeah, I think, um, I think that was an interesting discovery of, of mine just recently, just noticing that, that even though it's taken me a real long time to work on the project, I find out that the, the, the time it's taken me to work on the project is in somewhat of an asset in the sense that it is bringing somewhat of a fan base to the project because it's been there for so long. It's starting to become something that people come to check out. You know, they, they could leave and come back a month later and I'm still there or still working on it. So I find that you know, as long as it's taking me, that is somewhat working in my favor. You could make a site for it and be the next Rust Boy. Well, I do have a site, and this, the only problem with the site is, um, I don't, I, initially, I didn't even want to create a site because I didn't want to worry about maintenance and things like that, and I know I'd have to get somebody to, to update the site. But mm -hmm. I had to take off a good, I think I took off a, a good two months, or maybe even more, to develop that site off of the project. And... Um, it's nothing special. It's just uh, there is a site that I try to use the site as all of the, the completed content and all the completed uh, renders or assets. I basically post them at the site. What is Anything site? that um, it's hardwired.boywonder.com or boy1da.com. Okay, I'll post a link in the show notes. Yeah, and. So it's just a simple flash site, um, like I said, just to show all the completed content. Anything that's WIP in its work in progress stages remains in the CG Talk thread okay. until it's completed. So hopefully the site will, as time goes on and as more content is created, hopefully the site will um, have more, you know, interesting things. You know, like, I don't know if I'll ever create a message board or anything like that, but maybe just more things to download and maybe a little bit more interactive things. You, you never know. Oh, cool. Um, do you have any final comments? Um, no final comments, really. Just, you know, check out the thread, drop in, say hello, and if you're an artist working on a, a short film and, you know, or CG art in general, you know, passion counts a lot, so be real passionate about what you're doing and, you know, even when things get a little bit hard, believe in believe in you know yourself and your work. That's okay. basically it. Any shoutouts? Um, I'd just like to say um, thanks to the people that have followed the thread over over the years that I've been doing it, and especially to um, Mark Alford, Element Five. He's been with me from the beginning, doing concepts and you know supporting it as well as um, Jonathan Rez for do, helping me out with the rigging. He's the newest member, and, but I found that it was a real good experience working with him. And as well as all the other people who have ever posted in my thread, I really appreciate it.
Yeah, I even saw that uh, my friend Ruben, he, he, he's the one that made the website for me and he's a really cool guy. I saw he had posted on your, your site also and that kind of surprised me. Oh yeah, Cause well, then, shout out to Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, um, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, no, no problem. I really um, appreciate it and um, enjoying the experience. Okay. Um, for anybody else, if you'd like to, you can always um, join the CG Cast forum, help out the show. We'll, if you post your work there, we can ask the guests to like create your work or and stuff that could be more interesting. You know, make the show a bit more interactive and the CG chat. CGcast chat will be back soon. I'm trying to work out an IRC thing. And look out for the CGcast movie project. I just need to finish the pre-planning and all of that. And we can try and work something out. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>